If the rising cost of living and interest rate hikes are forcing you to cut back on spending, you're not alone. Retail sales fell 3.9% in December, another sign that household budgets are increasingly under pressure. That's happened as the government prepares its first full year budget, one which business groups say must also address a looming structural deficit. Jennifer Westacott is a Chief Executive of the Business Council of Australia and our guests. Jennifer Westacott, welcome. Good morning. Let's, we're going to get to the budget in a moment, but let's just start with interest rates. We know at least one more rate hike is highly likely, but one economist is predicting four by August. Are you worried about how high the RBA could go? Yeah, I think everyone is, is worried about that. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the runway that uh, people talk about for moderate and low-income households uh, that, uh, that have mortgages uh, comes under a lot of pressure and, uh, you know, uh, clearly, um, you know, that's going to put a lot of pressure on those households. So, look, I, I don't know. Uh, I think only the Reserve Bank knows what it's going to do. And I think, uh, but but clearly, uh, you know, we haven't finished with interest rate rises yet. Now, you want the Albanese government to deliver a credible long-term fiscal strategy to drive economic growth and lift productivity. What are the immediate things you want them to do in this budget to achieve that? Well, firstly, we've really got to make sure that we're driving economic growth because that's the ticket to higher wages. That's the ticket to getting the budget under control. Uh, that's the ticket to higher living standards. And there's a couple of really immediate things that, that need to be done. First of all, we've got to drive business investment harder. It's it's the ticket to doing this. And that's about um, uh, making the tax system more competitive with the introduction of an investment allowance Things like getting people working to their full potential, which is about women's participation, getting people the skills they need. It's also, Patricia, some of the microeconomic reform that we think is long overdue around the regulatory system uh, to remove the red tape that's holding back a lot of businesses, particularly small business. And then there's two other things we call for. We do think that the fiscal rules, if, if you like, need to be tighter. They send very important signals to markets. We thought they were a bit... Uh, loose in the in the October budget, uh, and the, and particularly that cap on real spending, which you know obviously you know is is a guardrail, and governments have to respond to circumstances. But we need some discipline back in. And then finally, we call for you know the government to continue and in some cases to begin the process of really looking at how we improve the delivery of government services, not by cutting costs but by investing in technology, by improving outcomes for people, by coordinating better across the Federation. And we believe those three things together will deliver a much stronger budget, a much stronger economy. The Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, released an essay this week which called for values-based capitalism. Is this an idea you want big business to get behind? Well, well, I think it's important to say, like, if you looked at the, the mission statement of the Business Council, if you looked at the purpose of most companies... Uh, many people, and, and I, I look at our own uh, values document, Patricia, which says, you know, we share some of the values that he's talking about. We want Australians to have higher wages. We want people to have opportunity. We want the country to be more dynamic, to be at the frontier. We want to make sure that people aren't left behind. So we agree with that. And we agree with him that the country's success will depend on how it tackles the clean energy transition, how we adopt digital, how we embrace new technology, how we uh, access those markets in Asia, how we make sure that we get some industries like critical minerals and modern manufacturing going. Our point of difference, I guess, is that we believe 
that it's the private sector who has to drive that. It's the private sector that's responsible for the bulk of jobs. It's the private sector uh, that will lead that charge, obviously in partnership with government. And we believe it's a market economy that will deliver that. And it's a market economy that's delivered Australians incredibly high living standards. We don't think the system needs reinvention. We think the system needs reinvigoration. We haven't done the reforms that need to be done. We haven't really looked at tax reform in a comprehensive way, as Ken Henry suggested years ago. We haven't looked at the Federation. We haven't looked at migration. We've got a very constructive review underway at the moment by the government. We haven't looked at the skill system properly. So we believe the system needs reinvigoration, but we still believe it's the private sector that has to drive that, that the sort of um, living standards that, that they've delivered over the last 50 years, in particular in Australia. The BCA is calling for Australia's migration, you mentioned migration, their intake to be lifted annually in line with GDP growth. Should it also be linked to housing supply, given the crisis we're seeing across the housing market? Yeah, I think it's the other way around. I think housing supply should be linked to uh, migration as well as new household formation. In, In the UK, they did an amazing review of this years ago where they came up with this idea of like a, what, what the net addition to stock should be. And uh, I don't know if you remember the old Housing Supply Council, which, which, which was set up to sort of guide governments in how much land they should be releasing, how many new approvals they should be doing. We need to make sure that in tandem with increased migration runs very good planning around housing, but not just housing, service provision, uh, health, education and so on. We've got to run those things hand in hand. So I'd put it the other way around. Thank you so much for joining us, Jennifer. You're very welcome. Thank you. That's the Chief Executive of the Business Council of Australia, Jennifer Westacott, and you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.